With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're here because free speech is under attack. We're here because people are being convinced that socialism works. We're here because people are being judged guilty until proven innocent. We are fighting back with facts. This is not a safe zone, so buckle up, Buttercup. This is the Raw Naked Truth. Welcome to the Raw Naked Truth. I'm your host, Eric Lopkin. And with me for today's Wallet Watch segment is Brian Williams from Northshire Consulting. Welcome, Brian. Hey, Eric. Happy to be here. Yeah. Lord knows there's no shortage of things going on that are going to affect our listeners' wallets. We had inflation, both consumer price index and producer price index come in high We've had a historically high interest rate hike, and we've had some really interesting things going on in the world of crypto. So why don't we start with the crypto? We've had seen what's the equivalent of a major crash. Yeah, that's that's pretty significant. I mean, following the one that is most popular that people are familiar with is, is Bitcoin. So we... We closed out the year. I mean, the highs November, December around that sixty-six thousand mark, and it, uh, it actually hit over the weekend about seventeen uh, seventeen thousand six hundred as it converts to dollars. And uh, as we record this, we're a little bit over twenty thousand. So, um, so it's interesting that to I was talking to my wife, and she was like, "Well, aren't they? Isn't it closed over the weekend, or isn't it? You know, you think of it in terms of the regular market, but no, it's it's always trading." So. Um, so it can trade Saturday, Sunday, so all the way through, but, uh, it did have some, some real intensified selling over the weekend. And, um, I don't want to say it's necessarily stabilized now, but people like round numbers in our business. So, um, it's back above that 20,000 mark. Um, one thing that's interesting that sort of carries over, I think, to, to normal investors and just people with regular brokerage accounts or, or savings accounts is the idea of, of having a run on the bank where, you know, you think of maybe it's a wonderful life or something like that in yeah. movies where people are lining up and, and they think the bank's going to go under. So they want to get their money first. So um, so people are concerned about that on the on the crypto market and how that could spill over into into the broader economy. Um, and so what happens sometimes is a long time ago in the, in the banking world and now in the in the crypto world is you have some of these exchanges basically freezing accounts saying, there's too much volatility right now. You can't get your assets. You can't get your money out of the accounts. So if you could just help us out here, we're going to freeze your accounts for like a week and hopefully everything stabilized and then it's back to business as usual. So, um, so that's definitely not what people are used to. Um, but that, you know, the good and the bad of crypto is that it's, it's not regulated. So uh, it doesn't have those same sort of protections on the downside, like an FDIC insurance or uh, CIPIC or something like that on the brokerage side. So 
Um, so that's always a concern is that even though if people don't own any sort of crypto or Bitcoin directly, that this could spill over into, into the broader economy and affect other brokerages. And if people can't get their money from crypto, then they may have to sell stocks if they're in a position where they need income. So does this precipitate uh, the market sell-off that we've experienced? So that's what we're keeping an eye on is not necessarily just the crypto markets, but how it spills over into the broader economy. Now, over the weekend, a number of pundits speculated that the crypto crash would actually have a very minor effect on non-crypto owners and the markets as a whole, because unlike you know, other forms of currency, the vast majority of people don't use cryptocurrency to actually pay for things. And unlike commodities, which have an intrinsic value other than trading, there's no intrinsic value in crypto. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's normally what people think is these things are sort of isolated and, and contained. But if you remember early on in the financial crisis in the, of 07 and, and 08, Ben Bernanke kind of famously said, we've, we've looked into this and we understand it's a concern, but it doesn't have any, it's not going to have any impact on the broader economy or something as I'm paraphrasing there. So, um, you know, when you get into, when you get into derivatives and, you know, if a larger bank has loaned money or invested in one of these crypto platforms and, we just don't know what we don't know at this point. And uh, I hope you're right. And I hope it doesn't spill over. But if you think of the people who are typically invested in this, it's a lot of young folks. It's a lot of people who got involved in, um, in during the pandemic as they were home and, and that type of stuff. So how does this affect them long term? And maybe it, maybe it gets to the point where they're just uncomfortable with investing in general and it leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And maybe you've got a, a group of individuals who decide not to save for retirement and things like that because they had such a bad experience with this. So um, so all those sort of fallouts from this are, could be a concern. And you're speaking of younger investors, we're also at the point where they are seeing their first bear market as you know the markets dropped definitively into bear territory last week. Yeah, that's right. So bear market is designed is uh, defined as down 20% off the peak. So we hit that on the S&P 500. And um, the last significant down year we had was 2008. So you're talking about 14 years where we've um, had any significant downturn like this that's lasted this long, a little bit right around the, the early pandemic, but everything shot back up so quickly and, and people were so focused on other things. I feel like we people kind of slept through that in a way. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got somebody who, you know, started their career in, in, in 2005 or something, they certainly, you know, lived through that crisis, but they didn't maybe have a lot invested. And now you're, you know, you're 17 years later and that 23 year old starting their career is now 40. And now they've had a decent account balance. And, and now it's when they see it in real dollars and they get that statement and it's, you know, 15% lower than it, than it was before. And it's, it's real dollars to folks, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in a 401k and, and now it's down $30,000 in, in three months. So that matters to people. And, um, you, you know, even though they might know what the right thing is to do is just to continue on that path and, and, and know that it turns around. It's uh, emotionally, it can, it can be pretty taxing, you know, especially when the losses, you know, people come up with these weird things in their head, like, geez, I, I, I worked for, I've worked for six months into this year and I've lost everything that I've made 
you know, as far as an in income goes, I'm basically flat for the year. And, and you know, people look, run those type of calculations and it's, uh, it's different. Yeah, you have to uh, teach them that uh, this is beer markets are just part of life and part of their retirement planning process. And just the fact that we haven't had one for so long, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't change the way people view it. They're still going to be emotional about it and they're still going to be, you know, kind of upset about it. Even the, the pure well, analytical. I, I think on the contrary, for folks that haven't seen a bear market before, it's actually going to make them more emotional and more nervous because they're not, they haven't lived through it before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and you've got a lot of them who, a lot of people who are very analytical or, and they might say, well, we are, we're down. This is just part of the, you know, trying to separate the math from the emotion of seeing that on your, on your statement is difficult, even for the most, most analytical folks. But uh, most of the numbers out from the 401k trading platforms and stuff don't, don't show that there's been a lot of trading, trading activity, which is a good thing. You know, there's been a lot of um, changes in the market since 07, 08, the proliferation of target date bonds and in uh, and, and models and type of things that are put together. So people didn't just necessarily pick out their own funds like they used to do 15 years ago. So most people are on a path and um, less likely to trade out of that. So all the trading numbers are not, um, are not as high as they were during that period. So that's all a good thing. Right. And for those for those people who feel they do need to rebalance their portfolios, there are still sectors that are doing well. We've talked about this in the past. The energy sector is still doing well. So there are bright points even in this volatility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, energy was sort of that last bastion of uh, area of the market that was doing well, even though it got beat up over the last week down about 17%, um, but it's still up year to date. Up over 34 percent so um so that is the one sector that's had some silver lining year to date so for those people who are you know starting to get emotional and getting nervous about not just the markets but the economy in general how do you recommend they handle you know getting their emotions in check well it's a it really is a, a tough challenge but i would say look at it um, you know, trust the process sort of thing. I mean, understand that what's worked well for them the last, you know, 10 or 15 years will continue to, to work well. Don't make any radical changes because remember, if you getting out of the market is one thing, but you also have to hit it right going back in, you know, so, so you really have to be right on two different, two different occasions, which is very tough. It's hard to even be right on one occasion. So, so if you sell out of the market and you go into cash, you might sleep a little bit better and at night, but um, but you want to you want to stay invested because normally when these markets go through a severe downturn, the the snapback is is very quick, and some of those large up days, um, if you miss out on them, it can really hamper your uh, you know put a damper on your retirement projections and things like that. So just trust the process, stay invested. I mean, make sure you're allocated appropriately. It's always a good time to take a look at your investments and, and make sure they're aligned with other people your age and how you should be invested. But uh, just don't make any dramatic moves. And, um, you know, think about your contributions that are going in each, each paycheck, you're buying lower than you did before. So if you're upset about the, the prices at the grocery store going up, well, think of the stock market as the other way. Say, well, at least I'm buying shares of 
those serial companies at a lower cost than I did a year ago. So, um, so try to think about it that way as, as stocks are on sale. And, and that's the one area that's actually not had um, huge runs up and run up in price. So <laughs> try to think about it that way. Think of the reverse of the grocery store, right? Or the gas station. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I remember. If you heard a gas station, gas station was on, you know, giving away gas at, uh, you know, two bucks a gallon right now, you'd be lining up around the block to get it. So, so think of the same thing with the market. Exactly. I remember when I was learning finance, I was told trying to time the market is like trying to catch a falling knife. Right. It, you know, it, it's true. You're better off just staying steady rather than you know freaking out and trying to hit that perfect moment yeah and then there's a ton of those little little sayings you know be be greedy when others are fearful which would be right now and be and be fearful when when others are greedy you know that type of stuff and um you know your returns are based on time in the market not necessarily timing of the market so so it's just it's just simple math equation the more time you spend in the market the better your numbers will be Exactly. And that's the raw naked truth. Thanks for being with us this week, Brian. Thank you. And you can catch every episode of the raw naked truth at xvadio.com slash podcasts, the Apple podcasts app, Google podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon music, audible, and wherever you find podcasts. We'll see you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.